Welcome to this podcast from Mess to Miracle. Christianity plays a huge role in the fabric of our lives. To be honest, life is messy. Yet in the midst of the mess, God still uses us. The fact that God does is a miracle. This podcast is designed to inspire you in your walk with God and connect you with people and ministries that could be a blessing in your life. You will hear inspiring stories of believers exercising their faith to create miracles in their community. Welcome to From Mess to Miracle. My guest today is Patrick Mander. He is a trained ear, nose, and throat surgeon and sleep specialist. He is trained at Walter Reed Army Medical Center and was on active duty with the U.S. Army for 13 years. He left the Army in 2006 as a lieutenant colonel and started his private practice career. Patrick did his undergraduate studies at Houston Baptist University and attended medical school at Texas Tech University and Health Science Center. He was at Alpha Omega Alpha graduate. Patrick holds 30 U.S. and international patents. Patrick has been involved in church ministry from positions as an elder and lay, minist- lay missions pastor. He has a passion about India and Ukraine. He's also a serial entrepreneur. He first learned about Bitcoin in 2013, but made his first purchase when he was in 2018 and has hold and has a hold ever since. He's written extensively about Bitcoin truths and his impact on believers and non-believers. His essay can be found at media at 67 Corvette. Patrick also hosts a weekly podcast, Mission Bitcoin, wherein he interviews guests and discusses intersection between Bitcoin and the Christian faith. We welcome Patrick to the show. Well, it's so good to have Patrick on the show today. How are you doing, Patrick? I'm doing great, Keith. Thanks so much. So I'd like to give my audience a little bit of information about you. So give us the best advice you've ever received. Oh, my goodness. The best advice I've ever received. When I graduated from medical school, I was commissioned by a former Surgeon General of the Army, and he was a urologist. And he said, if you never toot your own horn, then someone will use it as a tip can. (laughs) Never heard that one before. So sometimes it's okay to toot your own horn, but not too much, obviously. That's good. That's good. So, so tell us something about yourself that most people don't know. You know, I thought about that. Um, It's a pretty open book once you get to know me, but I, I think that probably for, most people, uh, what they don't realize about my name, uh, Melder, is there's actually a town, a small town in Louisiana called Melder, Louisiana, and that's where the family came from. It's just south of Alexandria. Most people don't know that. Melder's a very, very uncommon name, uh, probably about 3,000 Melders in the world. Well, I'm from Louisiana, didn't know that, so there you go. <laughs> very cool. Whereabouts? Baton Rouge. So what's the most important thing you've learned in your life? 
to walk with the Lord. I mean, uh, walking with the Lord daily. And I think most recently, what I, the most valuable lesson I've learned is uh, returning to my first love. And, you know, I've been a Christian for a long time. And when you've been in the church and been a Christian for a long time, sometimes the, the truths of the Bible uh, and the sacrifices Jesus have made um, can be a little stale, if I may say. And just recently leading someone to the Lord who was actually an atheist, a Bitcoin or an atheist, and using Bitcoin as a tool to lead them to the Lord and seeing an atheist see the truth for the first time has just been such a phenomenal Oh, I've just I've fallen in love with Jesus again. So it's just it's been it's been great. That's amazing. I love those kinds of stories. So we're gonna dig into this whole Bitcoin thing because I know people are wondering about Bitcoin. So tell us first of all, what is Bitcoin and how did you get into it and how do you use it for ministry? All right. Well, that's a million dollar question. I'll try to keep this very brief, but think about Bitcoin as what money, paper money, is to the analog world, to the physical world, it's cash. And Bitcoin is the first and only cash that's been created uniquely for the digital world that can fulfill all the requirements of what is called sound money. Uh, there have been other attempts at creating digital cash in the past, um, but they failed on various metrics of what sound money is, and Bitcoin's the first true digital sound money. It's, it's that simple. We can, we can make it a lot more complicated, but that's really as simple as it gets. So I know people are still concerned. Is it a scam? Because we, you know, we had the um, Elon Musk Saturday Night Live bit we came on and, and Bitcoin took a huge dive because he joked about Bitcoin or um, not Bitcoin, but another one. I can't think what it was called now. But um, Dogecoin. Dogecoin, right. Yeah. So, so yeah. tell us a little bit about how people can kind of navigate through this because you hear so many things about Bitcoin. And I see now that the government's trying to regulate it because they don't like the fact they don't have control over Bitcoin. So kind of walk us through some of those landmines in our mind. Well, that's a great uh, question, Keith. And, and actually in your question, regulation by the government's a good thing because when, when they regulate it, they're basically validating it. And they, when, when government steps into regulation, they're trying to protect consumers and investors. So that's a good thing. The IRS has recognized Bitcoin as a property since, I believe, 2017. So it's recognized by the government. And it's not a scam because Bitcoin is not owned and not distributed by any one person. It, it's, it's so unique. It sits out in the the Ethereum, so to speak, it sits out on the, on the internet. No one controls it. No one issues it. So it's not a scam. When, you, when you're scammed, there's somebody that's behind the scam trying to take money from you. Uh, Bitcoin's not like that. Uh, Bitcoin's not trying to take your money. You have to bring your money, so to speak, to Bitcoin and, and kind of educate yourself. So it is absolutely not a scam. Um, and probably the greatest testament to the fact that it's not a scam is El Salvador on September 6th of this year, two months ago, three months ago, just legalized Bitcoin as legal tender. So Bitcoin is not a scam. 
Thanks for that. I just kind of make sure people get a, you know, people who are asking these questions and coming to this from the outside have a good idea what's going on. Now, you've written about this as an option for the church's mission, and I'm really curious about that. How could this benefit that the work the church is doing? This is probably the most exciting thing about Bitcoin for me. I've, I've had time to be a lay missions pastor. I've been all over the world. And one of the things, as someone who's gone on short-term missions trips, that's frustrating is, you know, we can go and build churches, dig water wells, and those are great things. But a lot of times we can't leave and we can't provide a means for people to lift themselves out of poverty. And that's, that's frustrating. And, you know, the church does not want to create dependence. That's, that's not a good thing. But we've never had a way to really create a self-sustaining uh, mechanism for people to pull themselves out of poverty. And Bitcoin allows uh, people to do that. It doesn't matter where you are. The, the, the cool thing about El Salvador is one of the reasons that it was, that it was legalized as legal tender in, in El Salvador because 70% of the people in El Salvador are unbanked. They, they don't have bank accounts. So just that fact alone, if you have access to a mobile phone, you can purchase Bitcoin and have an asset that's going to appreciate 200% per year in value. And if you're in a developing country and you don't have access to a bank, but you have access to a mobile phone, you've immediately increased their ability to um, gain wealth. And so I think as the church, we can take this technology take it to the mission field, do our, do our works that we normally do, but then also educate about Bitcoin and provide a self-sustaining product or um, concept that when we're not there, you know, those that are less fortunate can, can actually accumulate wealth, generational wealth. I mean, that's the, that's the major issue with developing countries is creating generational wealth and, Bitcoin is generational wealth because it's the ultimate property right. You can't take it away from somebody. Uh, so if, if there's a military coup or the next junta comes into power, if you've got Bitcoin, bank accounts can't be seized. You can, if you can remember 12 words in your head, you can access your Bitcoin anywhere. Well, that's amazing. So tell us how Bitcoin can help us with our personal financial freedom. You mentioned that a little bit in our conversation earlier too. Absolutely, Keith. And I think, um, this is the most distressing thing for me as an American to see how the financial system is literally rigged against us. And, and I, you know, there aren't people behind the scenes pulling strings. It's just, you know, it was, it was started that way. Our financial system was established by fallen men. John Maynard Keynes being the chief economist, he was not a, he was not an economist, but he informed economic thought at the last, the turn of the last century. And, his economic theory is based on lies. Uh, he was a pedophile himself. He um, praised the deception of the Bank of England when they were raising uh, bonds for the First World War. And so I think as Christians, to participate in a system that is based on lies is fundamentally bad. Now, personally, you know, how can Bitcoin help us and how can it help Christians? First of all, Bitcoin codifies truth. It is in completely in alignment with God's truth, and it's appreciating 200% per year. So if you could take $5 a day or $5 a week and just put it into Bitcoin, 
and ride the wave of exponential growth of 200% per year, uh, that's a no-brainer. If you're sitting on cash with the amount of money that's being printed right now, uh, most most people say that monetary inflation is running about 15% right now. So in about five years, you've lost half of your purchasing power, and it's what's called a melting ice cube. So if you're sitting on cash right now in a bank account, it's melting. It's a melting ice cube. If you put it into Bitcoin, 200% per year. That, I mean, that's that's kind of a no-brainer. That is a no-brainer. So describe how Bitcoin, you said, aligns more with um, God's timing preference for the church in terms of how we can be a blessing. To, to me, the church's goal should always be about kingdom impact. And how do we use the assets that God has given us in terms of our gifts, our talents, our minds as a way to tell the world about the reign of God in the world? So how can we use Bitcoin as one of those ways and these resources you're describing to continue to talk about the reign of God? That's a great question. I would say that probably what the church has done too much of is talk and not enough action. So we can go out and talk about the truths of God, but if we're not displaying that in our own lives, that's what we're going to, that's going to damage our witness. So what Bitcoin does is because it's an appreciating asset and because you can't, you can't manipulate it, it, it forces those who invest in it to think about truth. And because the, um, because it is appreciating in the, at the pace that it is, most people who get into Bitcoin and they understand the, the scarcity of it and the value of it, they do everything they can to save into Bitcoin. So if, if you understand the principles of Bitcoin and let's say you've got a choice between spending $50 on, I don't know, a pair of shoes that you don't need right now, but you know, maybe they're nice or putting it towards Bitcoin in essence, delaying your gratification because you want to put it into something more valuable then Bitcoin kind of forces you to do that. It's the principle of finding the, the pearl of great value. So, you know, once you find that pearl, you want to um, not, not let go of it. And so in the Bitcoin community, community, we call that a low time preference. And that's right in line with what the Lord wants. The Lord wants us to slow down. The Lord wants us to save. The Proverbs are full of Proverbs about saving and diligence. And Bitcoin kind of forces you to do that. In our current economic system, the fiat system, it forces us to take on debt. It forces us to consume because if the value of the dollar is going down, we want to spend it as quickly as possible to get assets that aren't going to decrease in value. So dollars force us and our economic system forces us to spend. Bitcoin does this opposite. It forces us to save and to slow down and think about how we're spending our money. So that through action, I think, is probably going to have the greatest impact because I think the church has been impacted by this fiat mentality. We're running around consuming like everybody else around us. Um, you know, maybe we'd have more time to spend with our family if we knew that we were saving into an asset that's appreciating by 200% per year. We wouldn't take on that extra shift or work more hours. We could spend more time with our family. We could spend more time doing ministry, outreach, or 
for um, spending with the Lord. So fundamentally, it's going to change our actions, which will change our words. So for a congregation that's that's hearing this going, this sounds really interesting. Where do they start? Well, the if you actually want to purchase Bitcoin, probably the simplest way to do that is through a website called SwanBitcoin.com. Um, and there's a if you if you'd like, you can actually get some free Bitcoin by using the promo code SwanBitcoin.com/slash twenty one. Uh, Mission 21M, and the beauty of Swan Bitcoin is that when you purchase Bitcoin through Swan, um, they make it very difficult to sell. And one of the one of the problems with Bitcoin, it's very volatile. And when when you have a, an asset that's volatile, when it's dropping in price, you're going to panic sell. But Swan has a unique program where you can buy. But it's much more difficult to sell. You can't just log on and sell. You've got to contact customer support. And by the time you've gone through all that, the emotion's gone away. You realize that maybe it wasn't the right, right decision to sell. So that's what makes Swan kind of nice. And so that's what I would recommend, swanbitcoin.com. Okay. Anything about Bitcoin that you want to share that I, we didn't cover so far that may be helpful for people? Well, I think that, you know, my whole mission, Keith, is about um, aligning the, the Christian community and churches with the value of Bitcoin, not only what it can do for the kingdom, but, you know, even for a church. I mean, if a church right now started saving in Bitcoin, um, even a portion of their tithe, um, and rides the wave of exponential growth of Bitcoin, you know, they may self-fund their social programs. If you're, if you're sitting on a large stack of cash in a building fund, um, and you put that into Bitcoin, you may never have to ask for money again for a building. Um, one of the churches I've done a seminar with, they took 800, this is in New York City, so the number is kind of big, but they took $800,000 of their uh, building fund and stuck it into Bitcoin. And in less than a year, we're sitting on several million dollars worth of Bitcoin. And so if you take that principle, you know, it, it's just phenomenal that a pastor may not have to ask for money again uh, for a building because that, that really can turn off a lot of people. Uh, we do talk about money in the church a lot. People don't understand that money is needed for missions, evangelism. I mean, it, it takes money to, to run an organization. But if we could use Bitcoin, if we could leverage Bitcoin to kind of take the burden off some of that ask, um, I think that would really, really help the church for sure. So I, this has been a great conversation. So I'd like to ask this question as to get people thinking down the road, what do you want your legacy to be? Uh, love. I mean, the, I didn't grow up in a home where I heard, I love you. I don't, I can't remember once that I heard, I love you from my mom or dad. Um, and so when I raised my girls, the, they never left the house. They never get off the phone. And for my wife, it's the same without me saying I love them. So for me, a legacy of love is what I want to leave. So you write a lot about this. Where can my listeners and viewers find what you're writing? How can they find more about you, more about Bitcoin? Well, they can. Uh, anybody can contact me. I'm happy to answer any questions. And my email, is it okay if I get my email address out? That'd be perfect. Yep. 
Yeah, so it's uh, P-N-E-L-D-E-R, Papa Mike, Echo Lima, Delta, Echo Romeo, at Mac, M-A-C.com. And you, I, I do a lot of writing about this in the Christian context on Medium. And you can just search for 67 Corvette on Medium, and that's my handle on Medium. And then on social media, on tw- I'm very active on social media. My Twitter handle is probably the best one would be my own podcast is the at mission 21 M handle on, on Twitter. And I'm, I'm happy that you can DM me and ask me questions. And there's a great community of Christian Bitcoiners on Twitter as well. Well, thanks so much. This has been great, Patrick. Um, anything you want to kind of encourage people on the way out the door? Yeah, I, Keith, I, I appreciate this opportunity. I, I would say for your listeners that the, this is, Bitcoin is really a unique opportunity, once in a millennial opportunity to increase your wealth and uh, your generational wealth. Uh, It is not a scam. It is not a Ponzi scheme. You know, I teach a course called Bitcoin for Churches, and I I go through all of this. I'm actually about to publish a book on Amazon called Bitcoin for Churches. And um, I would say that if you're having a tough time keeping up, um, if you're struggling to get ahead or you're concerned about a monetary legacy for your family, you should seriously consider Bitcoin. And I'm, I'm happy to help anybody, walk anybody through that process um, if you need it. I just, I just don't want your listeners to miss, miss this great opportunity. Bitcoin right now on the date of recording, you know, it's, it's about $65,000 per Bitcoin. And the number shouldn't scare you. You know, you can buy a fraction of a Bitcoin, a fraction of Bitcoin called Satoshi. So literally, if you want to go to Swan Bitcoin and buy $5 of Bitcoin or a dollar of Bitcoin or 50 cents of Bitcoin, you can do it. So don't let the price of Bitcoin um, scare you. You should start investing in it now. And I just want as many people and as many believers in particular to take advantage of this great opportunity. Well, thanks, Patrick. Can you spell that Schwan for us for those who, you know, are, are spelling Swan. challenge? <laughs> That's okay, yeah. Schwan, like the bird, S-W-A-N, and Bitcoin, B-I-T-B-O-I-N dot com. And again, if you do the backslash mission 21M, uh, you'll get you'll actually get some free Bitcoin. Um, I'll, I'll benefit from um, the, the sales commission. It won't affect you at all, but you'll also get some free Bitcoin. And then um, I would also encourage, if, if you still want to kind of figure out what's going on with Bitcoin, another great option for you is you can download on Android or iOS, you can download an app called Fold, F-O-L-D, the Fold app. And it's got a little spin wheel on the app. You, you can get a debit card. I've got a debit card associated with it, but you don't have to get a debit card. It's got a little spin wheel. You can actually earn free Bitcoin just by spinning that wheel, uh, free Satoshis by by spinning a wheel, and that that would be a way to start um, accumulating Satoshis or fractions of Bitcoin like today. You could you could download that app like right now and start doing that. But if you want to start accumulating a little bit more, go to SquanBitcoin.com. Well, thanks so much, Patrick. I really appreciate this conversation. You have a great weekend. Let's stay in touch. Maybe do a follow-up on this a little later. Absolutely. Would love it, Keith. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us this week 
on From Mess to Miracle. Make sure you visit our website at https frommesstomiracle.buzzsprout.com. You can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts so you never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I would appreciate a rating on iTunes. If you simply like to tell a friend about the show, you will help us get the message out to bless more people. If you like this show, you might want similar content. You can follow my blog at www.alightbreakthrough.org. Be sure to tune in two weeks from now for our next episode. Just remember, out of our messiness, God makes miracles. <laughs>